welcome. Pull up a seat, grab a cup, and get ready to share, listen, and learn. This is my favorite coffee story with your host, Aniko Samoji. You'll hear about the stories about coffee itself, the history, health benefits, recipes, and more, along with some personal stories inspired by coffee and the lifestyle. Now, here is Aniko Somoji. Welcome to my favorite coffee story. We are so delighted you've joined us today. Welcome to our listeners from around the world. Of course, from the United States and Ireland and Russia and Canada and China and Colombia and Brazil and Indonesia and Germany. We are so glad you're here. And to all our other listeners as well, thank you so much. We're, we're delighted to share wonderful coffee stories together. And today we have a great show and a wonderful guest. We are talking about coffee the Iron Man way. And our special guest, Dan Gampon, is going to tell us what it's like to complete an Iron Man triathlon. And actually, he completed it at the age of 18. And before we actually start chatting with our special guest, Dan Gampon, we're going to talk about what's going on at the farm. I have people who have asked me, tell us what's going on at Anikona Farm. So just briefly, here's our Anikona Farm moment. So we, the, we've actually finished drying our first picking this year. So we had talked about with our listeners how we, we pick each individual bean, what we call a red cherry, by hand here in beautiful Halualoa, Hawaii, the Kona Coffee Belt of Hawaii. And we've actually pulped those beans, and we've been drying those for about 10 to 14 days. And we're getting back those beans now, um, what we call parchment. And I'll be taking those over to the Halualoa Kona Coffee Mill to have those, then the parchment removed and grated, and then we'll roast. So I thought I'd just share with you that that's a very exciting time that when we get the parchment back. We also have our gift baskets all put together, and they're available on anikona.com for the holidays. So that's such a fun time for us. So just to share some what's going on at the farm today, actually, we had beautiful roasting uh, aromas going around in our in our farm neighborhood. Uh, people are starting to roast their coffee, and that smell is so glorious with that freshly roasted coffee. So I wish you could all be here because it really is a fun time to be on Anikona Farm when roasting is happening. And now we'd love to introduce our wonderful guest, Dan Gampon, who at the age of 18 completed his first Ironman, and he's been training for triathlons now um, for a while, and we can't wait to talk a little bit more with Dan about some of his favorite stories as he's been training, as well as some of his favorite coffee stories. Welcome, Dan, to my favorite coffee story. Hi, Aniko. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Uh Oh, we're so glad you're here. So we're going to talk a little bit about your personal journey, Dan, and how you actually got into triathlons. How did that happen? Uh, So uh, there was was this one event, very special event in Kailua Kona, um, and they call it the P-Man Biathlon, uh, who's... um, and the person who puts it on is Sean Padgett. Um, I can recall that you've had him on your show before. Um, 
And he puts it on for free. And as a 16, 17-year-old, um, my, me and my friend Raphael went down and we started doing these uh, swim and run events. And then, um, we, and then we came about the doing like endurance sports um, and events in home and the P-Man events for, really kicked off my triathlon career. Um, but what really helped lift it up, um, what really took off, what really helped my triathlon career took off was uh, our high school had a triathlon club, the Wave Rider Triathlon Club, and the one who started it was uh, Miss Kristen Old, a math teacher in school. And um, she gathered a bunch of kids, uh, me and my friends, and we started a triathlon club, and she uh, helped us get bikes, helmets, shoes, and um, triathlon apparel. And so, yeah, that's how it, that's how it started. So the, that's incredible. So you're in yeah. high school, and you have um, some, a teacher who's wonderful at pulling together a triathlon club, and you just decided to join the, the team. She must have been a very yeah. inspiring coach. Tell us a little bit more oh, about yeah. uh, what were some of the things that she would really focus on. Of course, her her uh, of, of course school because <laughs> yes, um, at the time she was my geometry teacher and but um, what she would really focus on is just being really disciplined uh, um, and she always put school first and uh, Kristen she's she's you know that all. I want to say she's like a she's like a a staff sergeant style, but not not <laughs> as hardcore. But um, uh, she was totally all about discipline, and she taught us how to you know always show up in time and and do what you can, and uh, always uh, never give up. Well, it sounds like she was a tremendous mentor for you. So then how did yes. you decide, Dan, to then take a huge leap from triathlons to the Ironman Championship here in Kona? <laughs> uh, I find it very funny because uh, my friend Keone and I, Keone, uh, Keone Smith, we were just rascals in high school and we were we were the kind of the the kind of boys who were like oh yeah let's just let's just do this event you know it's so hardcore I know it's hard and and living in Kona you growing up around Ironman you know that's that's the dream that's like oh I want to do that because every year we would volunteer we would watch the athletes you know they and what what really got Keone and I is how how grueling and pretty pretty hardcore this this race is. So uh, um, when Keone and I did our first triathlon a year prior to Ironman World Championships, uh, our first triathlon was Lava Man Keoho. and um, after that we're like, 
oh, let's do another triathlon. And then we did another triathlon um, about four or five months later. And, <laughs> and so pretty much a triathlon led to another, and we just kept growing the distances. So we jumped from an Olympic distance, which is a quarter of an Ironman, and then we did another Olympic distance uh, the year after that, five months after, sorry. And um, a couple months after that second Olympic triathlon, um, we did a half Ironman, which is uh, north of Kona, uh, the 70.3 Hawaii. Um, and uh, we, before, before um, 70.3 Hawaii, which is half Ironman, uh, we residents as um, Big Island Hawaii, uh, we had the we had the chance to put our name in the drawing for and able to compete in the um, in Ironman World Championships, and and all you had to do is uh, complete um, the half Ironman of in in North Kona, uh, seventy point three Hawaii, and so. Um, Keone and I put our names in and we were like, we told each other, you know, whatever happens, happens. And so we went on, did, um, the half Ironman Hawaii and, uh, a couple of weeks later, it was, uh, the drawing night where, um, it was me, Keone and I, and about 58 other people who, uh, who put their name in the drawing. We were all gathered at, uh, Bikeworks Kona hosted by Grant and Janet Miller and um, Auntie Diana Birch, who is the who is the vice president of Ironman World Championships, was there drawing the names. And at, the night went on, and it so happens that Keone and I, uh, our names were drawn, and we were both just starstruck that night. It was a... Uh, is and I couldn't forget. I would I would never forget that. So exciting. Maybe we could share please with our listeners what actually the Ironman is consisting of the events, the distance, because it is truly mm-hmm. an accomplishment. So mm-hmm. so here you are, you've been you're you're actually going to be competing, but please kindly share what that involves. So the Ironman distance consists of uh, a swim, bike, and run. Um, And it is a 2.4-mile swim, a 112-mile bike ride, and a marathon run, 26.2 miles. All in the same day. uh, All all in the same day, yes. I've actually watched when the the swimmers have started in Kona. They're early in the morning and they're swimming out, and they're they're uh, so impressive how they're swimming as though they're sprinting right there off of the pier. And then they run after they've done this over two mile swim, they run out <laughs> on the steps yeah. there onto the pier, which which is just. Really amazing. Thank you for describing mm-hmm. the events and the distance. Really appreciate that, Dan. When you were mm-hmm. training, um, how did that go? What What was your training regimen like? It was 
it was a uh, it was tough and fun and hard. Well, all the above, you know. Um, uh, there was days where you had to work out in the morning and then work out again in the afternoon. Um, and uh, from Monday Monday to Friday, it's typically more like more like interval trainings uh, for each sport. Um, but not, not every day you get to do, you're able to do, uh, all three sports in one day because, um, there is days where you need to focus on, you know, just for example, on Wednesdays, I had a, um, uh, double swim hump day, um, to get in that mileage. Uh, and on Tuesday, Thursdays, it's, um, doing bike intervals on the trainer. Um, but where, where the fun really was is, was, is definitely on the weekends um, because that's where ideally you have to put in the, the long mileage um, uh, for your Ironman training because 112 miles and then running off the bike or a marathon is is quite tough, and and using the weekends to do the long mileage uh, is is where it's at. That's that's totally my favorite. Well, trying to picture how you balanced your training before school and after school uh, just shows tremendous dedication and strength. And what an accomplishment, Dan. That is just really incredible. Thank you. Please share, Thank you. <laughs> please share with us um, maybe some of your favorite stories during your studies, maybe with family, maybe with friends like Keone. Um, do you have maybe a favorite you might like to share with us, please? How about how about I show you a favorite? Uh, how about I tell you about a favorite from each sport? Um, I'll start with the swim. Um, that would be great. So, one of my favorite swim during Ironman. Um, it was a two point four mile swim. We did the, We actually we did the Ironman swim course um, down at the the Kailua Kona Pier. Um, so it was me. So Keone and I um, and our good friend Wendy and former professional triathlete Bree Wee, um, it, it was a day where I got a chance to swim with uh, one of the one of the women's inner sport that I really looked up to, Bree Wee, and um, that was an unforgettable will swim because, um, you know, she taught us, she taught us where to line up. She taught us, you know, the currents and, and, um, where to site and, uh, and, um, how to, how to base your stroke on every scenario that you're going to go through. And she, uh, she taught us a lot that day. And, um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if, if it um, really happened, but I think we we <laughs> we saw a shark that day, or somebody saw a shark that day, and oh wow! So, um, and they only told me when we got back in, and I was like, 
why didn't you tell me we're out there? And she's, and oh, it was Wendy. And she said, oh, I just didn't want to freak you guys out because that was one of my first long swims in, in the open water. And, uh, but it was, it was pretty funny because I'm, I'm just glad, you know, they didn't <laughs> tell us out there because we would have freaked out. But, uh, but yeah, that was for the swim and for the bike. Um, one of my favorites is with, um, with Keone Smith doing, we were, we did a 114 mile bike ride together. Um, going through the Kohalas, um, very grueling, very fun, very scenic. It was, it was all the above. And, uh, and, um, we, we really built trust that day because the winds were very bad and, um, we kept encouraging each other and we were just young boys. We, we, um, and this was one of the first times we went up to the Kohala mountains to bike up there. And both of us were scared. We're going into it blind and we didn't really know the roads, but, uh, I'm so glad that, um, he was one of my training partners because he got me through most, most of the, most of my training. It sounds like you and Keone are a really great team helping each other. And yeah, you know, that bike yeah. that bike ride up to the Kahalas is is definitely intense and grueling and um, mm-hmm. also just what an amazing accomplishment to be able to do that. You're gonna also share with us, please, about the, the run, if you have a favorite story oh, yeah. about that. Uh, right and then we'll take a quick break. So please tell us about the run. Uh one of one of my favorites was with um with my friend Raphael. Um Raphael's been 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 throughout uh been with me throughout my throughout my whole high school throughout our whole high school career and uh and uh Raphael um we would meet up at the bottom of uh, Palisades Road, right on the bottom of uh, Ka'iminani, which is right in front of the Kona Airport. We would park there, and he would be on a beach cruiser, um, waiting to 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 aid me during the run. So he would just follow me, carrying all my uh, water bottles and and goo and um, and food and all that for the run. Um, but I say that day when he was uh, sagging for me, that's what we say, um, yes. was one of my most memorable because uh, he ate it on the bike. Oh, <laughs> Not no. seeing a, 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 a street drainage on the side. Oh, and no. He, did, he, didn't, he didn't get hurt or anything, but it was just a moment of, of pure, a pure, like, laugh pure joy and pure like <laughs> we were hysterically laughing and I couldn't stop laughing because of the way he he fell to the ground um oh I'm glad he's he was a very okay. good friend of mine and oh uh, he he was fine he was totally fine but uh but the just the just running running along and then having a good laugh is is what I love the most because no, that's um, great. Because that's how you know, like, 
like we're really having a good time. Definitely. Well, between Raphael helping you with the run and Bree with the swim and Keone, you and Keone biking, uh, mm-hmm. you've really had some nice friends and mentors along the way. And Dan, we can't yeah. wait to talk a little bit more after the break about what inspires okay. you when you train and a little bit more about some of your favorite coffee stories right after the break. So listeners, please join us. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. listening to my favorite coffee story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to my favorite coffee story. We've been having such a nice time with Dan Gampon who completed the Ironman World Championships here in Kona at the age of 18. We're talking about coffee the Ironman way, and we had just been talking about some of Dan's favorite stories when, as he's been training for the Ironman. And we were going to ask you, Dan, what inspires you when you train? Uh, you've talked a little bit about training with heart. Tell us a little bit more about mm-hmm. that. Training uh, while I was training for Ironman or training now? Well, you can you can talk however you would like about Ironman okay. or how how you feel about it now. So, so um, when I was eighteen, my mind about triathlon was very, was very different from now. Um, but when I was training for Ironman, 
definitely the finish line was my inspiration and what kept me going because I, I would just visualize myself finishing, going through the finishing shoot and just letting out a big roar. And that, like right now it's giving me chicken skins. It, uh, it gave me chicken skins whenever I thought about it while training. So that that finish line in Ironman was, it was my inspiration and still to this day, it, it still is. Um, and, uh, I'm glad I got to experience that. Um, but what also inspired me while I was training for Ironman Kona when I was 18 was, was, um, my, my mother, um, because she was, she was the one who, who, um, who sacrificed some things for for to be for me to be able to do Ironman? Um, you know, she helped me. She she fed me and she she helped me buy buy these buy shoes and all this stuff in order to do it do it. And uh, um, and I really I, I worked hard to get to the finish line for her. So that's. So she she very much uh, inspired me to to train hard and um, race strong on race day. And uh, today, all of that inspiration still I carry with today. Um, but but now now for the past a year after um, Ironman, um, I. I, I got a girlfriend. Um, her name is Mercedes DeCarly, and she is my inspiration every day throughout everything. And and she and she's my inspiration for training because she trains mostly with me. And whenever I watch her her race or train, it very much inspires me because um, it's it's so awesome to see someone you love. Uh, pour pour her heart and her soul on on the sport and something that she's so passionate about um, and I just I just love that about her how how she pours out so much um, into triathlon and into life and work and school and and she very much inspires me a lot today. Well, Mercedes sounds like such a nice friend. How did you meet each other, Dan? Triathlon. <laughs> Triathlon. It's nice that you can yeah. share that. Um, you And you have such we, a wonderful mo- mother, too. Uh, it sounds like oh, you've had some you. very, very nice people in your life. And I can just picture how your mother was inspiring and supportive. What were some of the things that she would tell you, Dan, um, as you were getting ready for, for the Ironman? She would always tell me, even, she, would, she told me this all my life, she, she, um, she would say, take everything one by one. And I've, I've applied that in my life uh, with everything I do. And for Ironman, um, I've applied it um, throughout the race by taking each sport triathlon is three sports. So I, so with her, with her, um, saying I took each sport 
one by one and you know when you're swimming focus on the swim when when you're biking focus on the bike and then when you're running focus on the run and that's what I did so taking taking everything one by one um is what what helped me from my mom well, that's a great suggestion, one by one. I think all yeah. of us can appreciate the importance of that. She probably gave you uh, wonderful nutrition and helped you retain your strength. Uh, did you ever share some good coffee with your mom? <laughs> um, so I first started drinking coffee because of her. Uh, but at first, uh, when I was in middle school, I'd always ask her, "Mom, can I have a cup?" And she'd be like, "No, you're, you're, you're gonna stunt your growth." <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's so Filipino um, and all this superstition stuff. But I'm like, that. I don't think that's how it works. But um, so I, I actually started drinking coffee when I was a junior in high school, a little bit before I started triathlon, and I would just drink. I back then I would just drink the simple Folgers instant coffee, um, and uh, one of my first coffees was with my mom, and it was just a uh, you know a hot cup of Folgers, and um, I I can't remember that first sip because it was so bitter, <laughs> it was so bad. Oh. Uh, but she she um, she taught me how to use. Um, dairy-free creamer and so that's so she pretty much um introduced me to coffee drink coffee drinking my my father uh paulino um he owned a coffee farm um up at uh up um kind of leo side at uh down south of kona did um did you have some fun coffee stories with your dad on the farm? Oh, definitely. Um, uh, he was very competitive. <laughs> um, when we were young, he would always like to see my sister beat me at picking the most coffee at the end of the day. And I'll be so mad because... Um, he uh, he would help my sister pick coffee and put all of his coffee into her coffee bag and fill up my fill up her coffee bag before I do. Oh. <laughs> but but that was just the joy of uh, you know father son and and daughter out there in the coffee farm. Um, and he he taught me how to sew the bags closed and how to drive the four by four around the coffee farm and um, God bless his soul. He, um, he actually passed away in 2007. Um, oh, but so I, I would never forget all of our coffee trips going to his coffee farm and helping him roast and um, the smell of his roast in the morning is, it was, it's, I miss that. Yeah, I, I can imagine those are, Wonderful memories, definitely to have. Is part mm-hmm. of your training now? Do you do you actually incorporate coffee like in your breakfast, or 
let's say you're getting ready for the Ironman, what would your typical meal be before, like the night before the Ironman and then your breakfast the morning of, right before you're going to do that swim? Okay. Um, Yes, uh, to this day, I still drink coffee in the morning. Um, I like, before training, I like to brew an eight ounce, um, and I, I just use a, the, a regular coffee drip maker. Um, I like to grind my 100% Kona coffee the night before so that it's fresh. But uh, my, tip, my typical breakfast right before an Ironman race, it'll be just two packs of instant oatmeal and um, a cup of coffee with uh, a little bit of uh, dairy-free um, creamer. And that's, that's about it, pretty much. And probably just a banana right before the start of the swim. And then as you're, you're finished the swim and you're about to get onto your, your bike, um, do you have then some kind of power bars or, or the goo that you said? Uh, I... For Ironman World Championships, I I think I ate it. Oh yeah, I ate a banana. I ate a banana right before starting the bike. I was in transition under the tent, putting on my shoes. Then I grabbed the banana and just I I ate that and then and then just hopped on my bike and go. So another banana. Another banana. You mentioned the transitions. Yeah. Uh, it seems like those transitions can really make a difference. How do you practice the transitions? Oh yeah, um, either either uh, once a week uh, we would like to just lay our stuff, like create or simulate the transition just at at home, right at our right in front of the house, and you you'd lay out your bike, how it will be laid out at the race. You would lay out your your uh, transition bags and stuff everything in there that you need, like what you would do on race day. So uh, transition one bag would be your helmet, shoes, and socks. Um, and then your transition two bag would be um, your running shoes, socks, race belt, hat and sunglasses. So um, uh, we triathletes, we would typically do that like at least once a week. Um, like I, I say like two to three weeks out prior to the race so that you could get your mind ready set for doing transitions um, and to and going through the motions so that you're you know, your body and mind could recognize before race day. Thanks for taking through through the whole practice of the transitions, Dan. I always am curious mm-hmm. about the gear, and it seems like there's some things to think about. Uh, what would be the most important things to think about the gear? Like I noticed that the helmets now have the pointy back and the, the bikes yeah. are so high tech. Um, before we go to break, could you just tell us what are the most important things to consider? About the gear... You know, people people say uh, people will always like you know whatever looks 
whatever looks good is the fastest, the, the lighter it is, the faster it is. So they always think about, I'm, I'm not saying most people, but some people think about like whatever's fast would, would be the best. But I think as, as a traffic, you should really consider about comfort. And so like the most comfortable, say with the swim, the most comfortable um, goggles, the most comfortable um, speed suit, um, uh, the most comfortable tri suit, you know, so, you know, the ones that, you know, don't, don't give you a rash or don't chafe you on the bike, uh, the most comfortable um, bike, bike seat. Um, and number one on the bike is definitely most comfortable uh, bike fit. So, so um, as a triathlete, you're on your aero bars for, as an Ironman triathlete, you're on your aero bars for um, five plus hours. And, and to get your, the best bike fit would, will, will definitely, sorry, the best and most comfortable bike fit will definitely make you faster because always, always comfort over speed. And um, on the run, the most comfortable hat, most comfortable sunglasses, most, most comfortable shorts, shirt. Um, and what I, I love the most about the run is the shoes, most comfortable shoes. And uh, my, my most favorite shoes are, um, are shoes by uh, Hoka Oneone. And my favorite go-to shoes for an Ironman distance run would be the either the Clifton the Clifton fours or the Bondi fives, which are, they're very, this company makes very, uh, maximalist shoes and they're very comfy and they, they, they feel like marsh. They feel like you're walking on marshmallows pretty much. <laughs> well, that would be important for 26 plus miles. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, thank you for taking us through the, the gear and what's important, what's worth considering. Mm-hmm. And thank you for sharing your experience with others and other athletes and with our listeners. So we can really get an it's sort of an in-depth look of what it's like to be an Ironman. And we can't wait to talk with you, Dan, a little bit more about some of your current projects and if you're actually considering doing some triathlons outside of Hawaii right after the break. Please join us. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. 
Voice America Network proudly presents the Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to the Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to My Favorite Coffee Story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to My Favorite Coffee Story. We're talking about Coffee the Iron Man Way with Dan Gampon, who completed the Ironman World Championships in Kona, Hawaii at the age of 18. And we were just talking about the importance of comfort of the gear and what's what's really important to consider when you're when you're thinking of getting your bike and your running shoes. And so, Dan, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I, we were so welcome. curious. Thank you. <laughs> we were so curious um, what you're targeting next. What are some of your current projects? So right now, um, I'm kind of in the off season, but kind of getting back on the groove right now. Um, but next year, the goal is uh, Ironman 70.3 uh, World Championships, which is uh, a half Ironman, and it'll be placed. Uh, it'll be set at um, Port Elizabeth, uh, Nelson Mandela Bay, in South Africa next year in September. How exciting. So is your training involving anything unique for South Africa? Uh, I haven't quite talked much to my coach about it yet. Um, My coach is um, James Cotter, and he resides in Salt Lake City in Utah. Um, But I'm sure my training will be – it'll be tough. (laughs) But I know it'll be fun. I I enjoy – suffering and um, doing doing key workouts to enable you know, for me to perform very well and just to have fun. Um, but to training for the world is um, you really have to have a strong mind and uh, I'm looking forward to incorporating um, a little bit of uh, meditation throughout my throughout next season um, because I've read that it um, it helps you have an easy easy mind going into big races and you know uh, some triathletes go into big races like they're fit they're healthy but all of a sudden their their mentality just just crashes and um, I've had a, I've had, I've had a couple races where I, I, I went in and, and experienced that, you know, mental, that mental crash and breakdown. Um, and it wasn't so good. So I'm looking forward to really strengthen my mind more and, but not only the mind, definitely my heart and soul, because, um, five years in this sport, um, I've always I've always raced with my heart and 
Um, I really love, I really love the sport, and I, I, I kind of don't really get the, the competitiveness in. I, I don't really get the competitive, competitiveness distracted by, by um, hard racing. I, I, I love to. I, I love to just race with heart. That's my that's my ultimate ultimate goal every year. So Well and I can tell that you are going to do great in South Africa and we wish you really Thank well you. with that. Dan, we're very excited for you. I think your philosophy about, you know, living life to the fullest um, is really channeled through when you train or your every day, mm-hmm. uh, even when you spend time with your family and friends. And that sounds like it uh, gives you some really strong inner strength. What might be some of the things that you would love to share with other triathletes that would be really important? Oh, that's huge. Uh, um, I know I know a lot of my friends and family will be listening to this, but... <clears throat> It's, what's most important is is to really is to really follow your follow your heart and and to and to go big in your dreams and even though even I know this is cliche to say I think it's the right word but even though like you shoot for big dreams and you miss even though you miss there's still going to be another door waiting and um, you should never, you should never break down after missing um, uh, it's just and I also want to say like to always to always love what you do and do what you love because um there's there's really no reason to to do anything that you don't like out there. Um, always always love and do everything with love. So, but it, yeah, that's that's all I gotta say. Well. You said it beautifully, Dan, and Thank you. I, I think our, our listeners would really find your stories very inspiring and, and how you actually live by what you're saying to really love what you do, and that, that definitely comes across in how you can accomplish these Ironman competitions. I think it's really mm-hmm. impressive, Dan, that you train and you put all of your heart in your training, but you also do work um, during the day. And I, I think it's tremendous how you balance your work and training um, as well as hobbies and fun. How do you do that? <laughs> well, I, I honestly cannot do what I am doing today without um, the, the Carly family. Um, so my boss, as everyone knows, here at home my boss is Mercedes dad <laughs> and um, he does triathlons, triathlons himself and uh, he I, I work for him uh, we are a landscaping company and uh, um, he understands the training the training 
how training mode is, and um, uh, he he uh, makes my schedules for work really flexible. But um, of course, I have to be disciplined. Like going back, like like what Kristen taught me, like being disciplined and showing to work on time. So of course, I gotta wake up early. I gotta crank up the coffee, the coffee maker. Uh, five o'clock, four thirty in the morning, um, uh, and then get to training uh, while it's dark outside, and then come back home, eat, shower, get to work, and um, and just do what I can for the day. So what uh, what my my boss always tells me: just do what you can in the day that you have, and with that. And with the amount of time that you have, and uh, his name is his name is Mike. I call him Uncle Mike. Um, and so Uncle Mike would would always uh, teach me how to do things um, very what's that called uh, effortless because this is a labor job and we do a lot of you know raking. Um, we use the blower, we have like a 25 pound blower right on our back and we walk around with it. Um, we use shovels and he teaches me how to, to use them effortlessly and how to work effortlessly so that, you know, you're not, you're not really bust up at the end of the day. And, and so he taught, he taught me that and he taught me a lot of patience to, to, um, with training, um, and he taught me um, a lot of things of, of how to listen to your body because um, he's been doing triathlon longer than me, and he's been <laughs> he's out. Sorry, <laughs> he's coincidentally he's out of out by the window <laughs> looking at me. But um, <laughs> um, I, I love that guy. Um, <laughs> But, uh, well, yeah, he, uh, sorry? No, go ahead, please. Um, he, yeah, he taught me a lot. Um, and I, I can't, I can't be training and working without him. Definitely. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's pretty much my dad. Oh, well, Uncle Mike, what a special person. And of course, if we remember back to your geometry teacher who was helping you get into triathlons about the discipline, Mm -hmm. and then we think about your mom who Mm -hmm. always talks, you know, one by one, um, and you've had some wonderful friends and uh, all that, I think, really helps to have, you know, support and can help one balance when you're trying to do a lot. And so I'm wondering, how do you find time to have fun? Or maybe when you're training, that is your fun. Oh, how do I find time? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, everyone says that triathletes are so time crunched and, uh, they say we have no social life, but um, I hang out with with my girlfriend Mercedes a lot. Then you know, really, because all my friends they're out they're out in college. And for example, um, my buddy Keone, he's out at 
and he's living in Whistler. He's um, majoring in photography and studying and learning there. Um, and Raphael, he's a he's a nurse at um, the Kaiser Hospital in Kona. But um, to find fun, it's <laughs> I think just the, <laughs> I think I find the training and and training fun, and I actually find my my job fun too because right now um uncle mike and i weren't we're actually in lanai right now and to be able to travel on an, another island and to to work uh on a different um area is it's fun to me and and traveling is fun to me and to meet new people is fun to me and uh I, I I find fun in everything. I um I don't ever get bored um at all actually. Um Well yeah. that's wonderful Dan. I, I try to find plus you said you. that you know it's important to love what you do and mm-hmm. that's it that shows that you do love what you do and thank you for sharing with us how you balance your time. Uh, we're very Thank excited you. for you about your triathlon in South Africa, and we do wish you well with that. And we're excited for you with, you know, your future dreams. And uh, so, wish you well with all that. And and as Thank we close so here, Dan, um, we would love to ask you, what what are you most proud of? Most proudest moment. Um, my mom. Having, so my mom was struggling financially um, for a while. This was just a couple couple years ago, um, and I and uh, and getting a job with Uncle Mike really helped me out because I was helping my mom, and so I helped her financially because I got a job with Uncle Mike. He he opened up his arms for me and he gave me a job and my what I am most proud of is to finally help my mom financially. Um and so that's, that that's another thing that inspires me every day is 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 uh, my mother, because I, I work hard for her, and um, and finally um, she's she's doing okay, and uh, and um, what and another thing that I'm proud of is to see see that she's uh, she's at ease already, and she's smiling. Um, she's smiling oh, a lot more because when. Um, well, my father passed. She was, she was sad. Uh, everybody was sad, but mostly her. She was sad. But um, to finally see my mom smiling and at ease and happy, I'm I'm very much proud of that. 
Oh, that is so beautiful. And I know she is so proud of you. And congratulations on completing the Ironman. That is just incredible. And thank you so much for joining us today, Dan, uh, and sharing your inspiring stories. We've been so happy you've been with us. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. We learned a lot from you, Dan Gampon, about what it takes to do the Ironman competition and triathlons and to train with heart. It's a good lesson for all of us. So thank you again for sharing. And of course, if you'd like to um, share some of our Anikona gift baskets, you're certainly, you can, you can go to anikona.com. But in the meantime, we just have been so happy to share this time this week. And we look forward to being together again on My Favorite Coffee Story next week. In the meantime, we wish you a big aloha. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for taking an hour out of your busy week to join us on My Favorite Coffee Story. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Aniko Samoji, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we hope you'll have a relaxing week.